0: this is the fantasy road show
1: hey welcome in to another episode of the fantasy road show this episode is brought to you by rule one proteins if you're looking to get back in the gym or looking to re-up your supplement game, go check out Rule 1 Proteins. They get the best protein powder, the best supplements, the best vitamins. You name it, they got it. Go check them out at www.rule1proteins.com. You guys know the drill. My name is Truck. I'm joined, as always, by Coles and Shane O'Mac. And today we have a recurring, a second-time, two-time guest, uh, Scott Bogman. You can see him uh, on plenty of things on the Internet. You can see him on the Dynasty pod uh, with uh, – uh, Pat Fitzmorris, I'm sorry. I messed that up, but yeah, you're um good. yeah, on Fantasy Pros, um, you can catch him all over the place. Uh, Scott Bogman, how you doing, buddy?
2: I'm doing great, guys. Thank you for having me. Again, yeah, uh, in this league with the Welsh, I do baseball and football over there and then the dynasty pod with myself and Pat's, Pat Fitzmorris and we added Ryan Wormley this year as well. So, That's right. um and they got the the um the draft show with Thor over there as well Thor and Debro doing that and then I do a draft show with my buddy CK over at ITL as well so uh just probably too much of my voice across the internet so uh if you like it and you like sports you can listen to me um but I also may annoy you. that happens sometimes too so
0: Bogsy right. what's going on brother what um so what's your draft show I want to hear about that
2: Oh, yeah, it's uh, called In This uh, in this Draft Room, or In This War Room, really. Uh, it's the ITL Draft Show with me and uh, CK, and we, we talk more about the draft than actual fantasy stuff. With is it, it live? A, no, it's not live. We okay. recorded it well, once a week, uh, okay. and, and right now we're doing team needs, which is perfect for what you guys asked me uh, oh, yeah. here for. So I am right now like a psychopath going through all 32 teams, going through every position and seeing what they are going to need ahead of free agency. And then of course the, the needs and wants will dwindle when we get to the draft. So we can get a more focused look at what these teams needs and what would possibly be on their draft board, because right now it is the wild West. And as you know, mock drafts are fun, but right after, I mean, maybe the minute after free agency starts, every mock draft you just saw was useless. Every mock draft done up to that point is absolutely useless. Then they start to get a little real. We start to get more rumors after the combine. We get to see some of the separation and all that stuff. So I just I love the entire offseason process of the NFL. Um, And with the results of my Steelers recently, it's been my favorite part of the year, not the actual games. So, uh, you know, uh, it's it's where hope springs eternal and everyone can win the Super Bowl. So we're enjoying it right now as as NFL fans.
0: Well I I heard you say uh call yourself a psycho. I think you, I think it you just make uh, us feel better about uh, uh, the nerding out <laughs> that we do. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. We're all uh, degenerates, <laughs> gentlemen, <laughs> yeah, you know.
2: So that's uh it's just the nature of the beast. So,
0: yeah, I love it. Um so appreciate the update there. I mean, um as Chuck mentioned, he's our first ever guest, loved having him on um you know thanks a lot for coming on and as you mentioned perfect segue of Steelers and uh you know why we're here talking Steelers offseason storylines we're working on something Boggs where we want to have a voice of each fan base um and be able to kind of come back to them during the season if there's noteworthy things uh and you are, you know obviously the perfect person and we're grateful to have you to be the voice of the Steelers uh for this episode
2: I appreciate it, guys, and, and you know, anytime you need me, just hit me up. I'm, I'm I'm around, and you know, we ain't digging ditches here. We're talking ball, so it's it's a <laughs> lot of fun. You know, it's it beats picking up a shift at a restaurant or you know driving an extra route or whatever it is. We're just mm-hmm. uh, sitting on our on our butts and talking some ball. So I love it. Outstanding.
0: Um, before we get into Steelers, actually, I I see the the burnt orange behind your head. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about that? How about that Longhorn um, season? I want to I want to hear what you have to say about the Longhorn season last season and what the first year in the SEC kind of what you're hopeful for there.
2: I am so excited about the SEC. I am so excited that Texas is in there. I am so excited to play and am again and get back to whipping their ass every year. So it is just going to be a, a great time. LSU and Texas have a great rivalry. Obviously, Texas beat Bama last season. That was fun and, and, you know, I mean, this season was a lot of fun. I actually got to go to the sidelines and watch uh the Big 12 title game where awesome. uh, Texas just whooped up on okay state at jerry world and that was an incredible experience and uh yeah it was a fun season obviously disappointing to lose to washington and i mean you guys got to know that i think michael pennix is a first round pick after watching that game for god's sake he was dropping. <laughs> that, was
0: that was unreal
2: Fuck it, the best game he's played that was it unreal. was it, Every he couldn't miss downfield i was like man I think our guys have decent coverage and these guys just get over the wide receivers. There are great too. There's going to be obviously all three of those guys who go in the NFL draft and a couple linemen too. So um, it was a great season ended in disappointment. Of course, anytime you come up short uh, it sucks, but better than my buddy, the Welsh, my buddy, the Welsh is not only an Arizona diamondbacks fan like I am. And we lost in the world series and we were there for it, but he is also a Niners fan and they had the super bowl and let it slip again. To the Chiefs, so he is having a grueling off season here. A little bit better than mine, but yeah. I mean, at least I knew the Steelers weren't going to do anything and were huge embarrassing failures in the playoffs, as they have been since 2017.
0: So- Dude, so listen to this. This was amazing to me. Um, I don't have the exact odds. You may know that, but preseason, the Steelers' odds were better to win the Super Bowl than week one of the playoffs, that wildcard weekend. So they make the playoffs,
2: but yet have worse odds. So I mean, I think if you were the team, that was the <laughs> exact of thing, too. I mean, like, I've they had, uh, the AFC was miserable. I've year. truly I've, never heard of that. Th- there were spurts. I mean, th- how many times do we think the Dolphins were the best team? We thought the Chiefs, ah, Chiefs dynasty is over. It's over. Injuries. They're winning with <laughs> defense. They're not doing anything on offense. They're not going to win again. And they do. You know, um, I don't know. AFC is a little bit of a mess now, but it should be better. You know, we got Aaron Rodgers coming back to the Jets. Uh, The Patriots can't possibly be as bad as they were. Um, You know, so if you go through everything, Cincinnati's getting Joe Burrow back. The Ravens are going to be healthier. Uh, The Titans won't be so miserable. Houston is looking pretty good. You know, so that's, you know, that's why it hurts to win when you're so close is because You just have to beat the opponent in front of you in the Super Bowl, in the World Series, in the NHL final, wherever, whatever sport you're watching. And when you lose that, now you got to go back to beating everybody, not just that one team. So it is, ah, it's frustrating. Yeah, the AFC, the
0: those quarterback injuries really hurt the AFC this year. That was disappointing. Um, but yeah, so Texas, here's my here's my theory on Texas. You're joining the SEC now. You're able to get those. Texas recruits that weren't going to Texas because they weren't in the SEC. So you're competitive there. And not only that, you have, you're have you so competitive on the NIL side because of, obviously, oil and gas boosters, the tradition of Texas, how much money there is behind this university and city. They're going to be an absolute powerhouse. I think of them as the new Alabama. Obviously, I would love to, for LSU to step into that role. And I think we're going to be extremely competitive in NIL with Brian Kelly but and without Alabama being our big brother, but Texas has so much more money than Louisiana.
2: I, I would love to agree with you. But let's win one before we say we're the, next, we're the next. Texas Alabama. is back. Look, I, I'm uh, I've said that too early before as well. So, uh, look, you know, uh, they were great this year, but now it's a 12 team playoff. The whole uh, scope of college football is going to be a little bit different this year and a little bit skewed. It's going to be an enormous amount of fun. I am so excited. And, you know, I mean, uh, I read Death to the BCS, you know, whatever, a decade ago when that came out. I mean, it came out so long ago that they were singing Joe Paterno's praises in the forwards, You know what I mean? So um, and we have needed a tournament for college football for a long time. I just don't understand it. They mm-hmm. want to cry. Oh, the kids need to be in school and blah, blah, blah. Well, you have these kids for March Madness missing school for six weeks. Yeah. What are you talking about? You yeah. know, there's money to be made, so let's make the money. Uh, I think it's finally a smart decision. And you know, uh, I know people are saying NIL is running the game and all that stuff. I yeah. give give it up, you yeah. know, to just just quit talking about that stuff. I, I mean, you know, uh, I want I, Mike Greenberg said it best miss me with all these coaches crying poor because mm-hmm. they can't get anything. Uh, he said there were 22 coaches hired in 2017 and only one. Remains at that school. He said a lot of them were fired for poor performances, but these guys went and took a better opportunity later, just like the students are doing. Yeah. So give me a break with all yeah. this nonsense. I don't want to hear it.
0: Yeah. So the only thing I think there will be, I agree with you completely. I think they're going to have to change the rules just because of the coaches in the frustration for them to re-recruit every year i understand that right it's like not only are we recruiting the player and getting them winning them to the school but now we're having to re-recruit them every single year i could see how that's frustrating it's but,
2: for sure frustrating but they are very well compensated for what they yeah, do so sure y- your job got harder do do your job
0: so. yeah that's well to wrap up college football in texas Sorry. Talk. yeah <laughs> no, to, to, to wrap, i told you <laughs>
2: you would have to shut to, me up
0: no i love it i love <laughs> it i just to tie the bow on it i uh so i'm already looking at weekends i, I live in austin i don't know if you oh, recall nice. that so next week next year we got florida in town georgia in town like i'm already crossing myself i i know there was a a friend of mine as a September wedding. And I just said football season, like we'll see what the schedule says. Cause fall weddings are fall weddings are not a a sure thing. Speaking
2: of miss me. I mean, what are you doing getting married (laughs) uh, during football season? Like, you know, uh, you know, I ain't going to be there. So, Put it in the summer or the winter or I ain't showing up. I mean, that's basically how it goes. So, Coles, you think those
3: games are going to top K-State being in Austin like they were this year that you got to see? Hey, that K-State game was great,
0: but I I do like the idea of the Athens and, and just the way that SEC travels. So the one thing at LSU that was really stood out to me is that the entire university travels to games. So Auburn was in town all of Auburn was in Baton Rouge. Um, so having that what
2: else are they going to do? Well, I come mean, on. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry. You know, uh, I got to start this SEC rivalry off. Right. What are you going to do if you're in Auburn? You know? Yeah. I, okay. On, uh, well, I
0: just- you're already going to flex the whole Austin's a better city thing. Uh, uh, um, I, I don't
2: have to flex. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, love it. I don't even live in Austin. I, I live in Houston, but yeah, yeah it's uh. Come on, what are you going to do? Uh, well, if you're I, in look, town for a game. I saw K State play at, at the. I will. I absolutely will. Yeah. Um. Uh. I I went and saw K State uh, play in. I don't remember what they were calling it because they've changed the name of it so many times. But they were playing Cal in the Insight Bowl or Cactus Bowl or Cheez It Bowl, <laughs> whichever one it was. And I'm telling you, K State showed up. Okay. I think that you know what. I think it was. I think it was K State and Cal. K State showed up. Cal did not. A way farther trip for K State as well. So uh very yeah. similar
3: to when we played LSU also at a bowl game. It was a similar story. I mean, LSU yeah. didn't show up, you know.
0: We don't play uh we don't, we only play in college football playoff. <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, I mean it's like against Wisconsin this year. We had neighbors out, Daniel's out. Like if we're not competing for something, where you can guarantee we're just sitting on the sidelines. <laughs> it's
2: Not 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 a good way to do things. They didn't do that at Bama and Georgia, do they? So no, because
0: uh, they were always in the mix.
2: Well, I mean, the Georgia, Georgia wasn't in there last uh this past season, and they, they showed up and destroyed. So I mean they're playing a broken FSU team, but they I yeah. made a lot of money in that game. I like that. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, I love it. Let's uh let's let's jump into Steelers talk. That's why we're here. Um, I think we do could probably <laughs> I, there's there's plenty of optimism there um i think the quarterback situation needs to be figured out but one thing i've said bob when i'm interested to hear your thoughts on this is i've said that that defense is pretty close to being championship ready i think if you have the right quarterback in there leading the offense um and get right the ship on the offensive end that i mean with tj watt with Hayward. Um, those corners, obviously Mika Fitzpatrick as well. Like they have talent everywhere. I think you'd see a whole different Hayward come out of the woodworks if he was competing for a championship and he would just be an absolute force again. So, you know, I think there's a lot to look forward to on the defensive end and build on. I don't know what your thoughts are there.
2: Um, yeah, I think that, um, on defense, I mean, I obviously see it as a little leakier, uh, than you do. Um, you know, just by being granular and watching every single game. There's issues at the linebacker spot, right? Uh, I mean, uh, Cole Holcomb is coming off a knee injury. Landon Roberts was fine, but they need somebody else there. Uh, The corners outside of Joey Porter Jr., who faded down the stretch, who was great uh, to start, but faded down the stretch, you know, hit the rookie wall conditioning. All that stuff can be fixed. That's fine. Um, But it was miserable outside of him. It was the ghost of Patrick Peterson. And a shell of Levi Wallace and Shandon Sullivan, who's been cut by every AFC North team. So, you know, uh Minka was trying to do too much. I he can do whatever. I you, I prefer him at free safety so he can roam and make plays. But if you need him to come up and play strong and make tackles, he can do it, he can do anything. I love Minka. And the defensive line is great. Benton was awesome. Hayward played hurt. I think because. I I disagree with you that if Hayward had something to play for, you'd see a different Hayward. Hayward is Hayward. Like when he goes between the lines that he's the same dude, doesn't matter if nothing's on the line or everything's on the line. He is the same dude, but he was so hurt this year. He just, he tried to go out a bunch of times. He would leave early. He wanted to play every game. He just couldn't make it happen. So um, I think giving him a rest this off season season is going to be great with Benton on the interior. And then, like you said, Watt and Highsmith are probably the best edge combo in the league in Herbig behind them. Hopefully bring back Marcus Golden as a rotational guy, too. He w- had a good season. So the defense is strong, but uh, obviously on a fantasy show, we're not really here to talk about the defense. Yeah. Um, we're here to talk about the offense, and it would I'd characterize it as not very good. So, you know. yeah, let's
0: start at the quarterback position. I well, One thing I think I want us to do is let's lay out the options at quarterback uh, make some assumptions and then at each quarterback option, say how that would affect your Deontay Johnson, uh, Pickens Muth, um, you know, Jalen sure. Warren Anaji across the board. Those, the, those make main components from the fantasy landscape. So what are your, um, I guess top three to however you want to say like what the options are right now in front of the uh, the Steelers and kind of what that means for the offense and those pieces
2: to me there are only two options um Love that. and the options are pick it again and I know a lot of people don't think Pickett's the guy I I just don't know I don't think he is uh, I think most guys that have it make it work even with a bad coordinator, even with a bad online. you see these guys make a little bit more happen than what Kenny did. Um, So I don't know. Uh, I don't think it's fair to evaluate him under Matt Canada's offense because Matt Canada was miserable and predictable. And if I'm a regular dude sitting here on my couch, calling out plays, not watching the film, not being in the the room every single day, not being a coach at any level, and I can say, well, this is going to be, a jet sweep again, then it's pretty bad, right? You're yeah. pretty predictable. So, um, you know, it was just awful for Matt Canada. There were a couple decent games in there, but he was bad. And then when he got fired, we started to see Kenny come out of his shell a little bit, start throwing the ball down the field. And I started to like what I saw a little bit. And by the way, when they finally let him do what he needs to do, at the, he had so many game-winning drives because they finally unleashed him. They said, just go throw it, kid. You know, which is what they should be doing most of the game. But anyway, uh, I digress. I don't know that we have a fair evaluation of Kenny yet. And because Kenny went to Pitt, and there are Pittsburghers and Yenzers, everyone is behind him, uh, I think he's going to get this extra year. That's what I think is going to happen. And if that does happen, I mean, Deontay and Pickens aren't going to move a lot from where we have them. I think they're going to kind of stay status quo. I think I was looking earlier, and it was like, Uh, Deontay was 42 and Pickens was 38 in terms of ECR right now. I mean, that'll move. George Pickens will make two highlight reels in camp and he'll be in, you know, uh, right around 30 or, you know, somewhere between 24 and 30. So like a high end wide receiver three, um, Deontay, uh, is fine. Deontay is the steady Eddie Pickens is your, you know, boomer bust type of player. So Deontay will be fine. Uh, regardless if it is Pickett, I don't think you can bring Mason Rudolph back to this team, unless you're done with Pickett. Uh, I'll say that as the third option that I don't really think is an option. I I know the reason I say you can't bring him back is because half the locker room wants him, and you can't bring back a guy that half the locker room wants and half doesn't want with the other guy you're going to give the starting gig to because that is going to split your locker room immediately. So... If Mason Rudolph is the option, then Pickett's getting traded. That's it. Like if they go out and they sign Mason Rudolph, Pickett's going to be involved in a draft day trade for a 5th or a 6th round pick or something because he's a cheap backup QB option that someone could take a risk on. Um and then Rudolph is your guy going in. The um I don't like Rudolph at all, uh, not even a little bit, uh, from talent to personality. I don't like Mason Rudolph. So I don't want Mason Rudolph at all. Um justin fields is i mean there's even a rumor today which is all i mean god we talk about smoke rain season now i have to sort through all these crappy rumors from accounts that aren't verified or are now verified and who knows i mean you know i'm a clown that pays for it but you know it's good <laughs> business so uh but it, it makes it hard for us to tell you know are these stories legit um The story I read today was that the, uh, the sealers have already offered their second round pick and a little bit more to get fields, but the bears want the first round pick and that ain't happening. So, um, you know, I think fields would make this a way more, and I hate this word, but a way more dynamic offense, a way more, uh, down the field, more options. Now you can run with the quarterback. I mean, Kenny can scramble. I don't think he can really run. He can, there's a little RPO in there. Of course, he has the, the fake slide play that they outlawed, right? So there's a little bit of an athlete in there for sure, but he can't run like Fields can. Nobody can. Do so, you think
0: that do you think that first rounder is for sure off the table like let's yep. say let's say the Falcons come in and offer their second. You don't think the the and something else. You don't think the Steelers will pony up and say we want this guy and, and give up 20?
2: No, they won't. I, uh, so. I mean, I just I yeah. it's a little more it's a little more questionable because the con artist, Omar Khan, uh, the new GM of the Steelers, you know, Kevin Colbert was there for like my entire childhood. So and it was very much status quo. The only first round pick I remember them trading ever was uh, to get Minka Fitzpatrick. Right. And that was at the end of Colbert's career. So they just don't do that. They don't they, they'll trade up occasionally. They traded up. For Broderick Jones last year, but that was con. And then they traded up for Devin Bush. They traded up for Troy Polamalu. So there are spots where they'll trade up, but they do not like doing that in general. It's a very conservative ownership in and team in terms of making wild moves. You know, there's yeah. not a there's not a Jerry Jones here, uh, you know, in Pittsburgh. So I think that from that standpoint, it's just I don't even know that they'll trade a second if the Bears said, yes, I think that that is, I just don't think it's going to happen. I love it. I would want it to happen. I love Justin Fields. I think he'd be great. Um, I understand the stuff about, you know, resetting the clock and, you know, I think he would have one or two more years left on his deal. Maybe he's on his fourth and we'd have to extend him for the fifth year option or whatever it is. Um, But I just think, I think the Steelers are going to get picking another chance. And then if he is a miserable failure again, they go, all right, now it's time. Now we're hitting the reset button. We're doing the quarterback evaluation process in the draft again. We're looking at free agents. We're looking at trade options next year. I think they're going to give Kenny a chance outside of Matt Canada's terrible offensive scheme to prove that he can't do it. I think that's pretty much what it is.
1: I, I Well, to, to build off that, how do you think it affects Kenny Pickett if they were to give him another chance? now that you have Arthur Smith. So like does it does Arthur Smith help him get to that next level or does it hinder him based on what we saw from Arthur Smith this this
2: season? That's a great question. I think personally that it it's kind of neutral for him, which means I think he's going to get the chance and I think he's not going to do much with it because they are going to want to run the ball 50 times a game with Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, just like they did with, uh, B. Sean Robinson and Tyler Algier. I'm not saying that Arthur Smith can't coach a passing offense, right? But where did he have success? He had success in Tennessee and Derek Henry was the running back, right? Uh, you know, um, stupid Ryan Tannehill was their quarterback and a pro bowl level quarterback. And I can't stand him. And I know he's going to be my backup quarterback this year. I know it that he's an Aggie, which I, uh, if you were wondering, that is I why I don't like Ryan Tannehill, but, um, you know, he is going to be the backup quarterback. I feel like for my team. And at some point I think he's going to be starting. Cause I don't think that Pickett is very good. I hope I'm wrong. I think Pick- yeah. Pickett is a good dude. I think he wants to be good. I think he's been stuck in a bad situation. I feel bad for him, uh, in this situation, but I just don't know if he's going to be the guy. I think it's going to be, I think they will be a little bit more free with him. They won't be like, don't turn the ball over, son. You know, if you're letting him go out and make his mark, let him go out and make his mark. Let him do what he's going to do. So I do think there'll be a little more freewheeling from him, which could make him great. I mean, that, that was, like I said, those were the moments where he really shone was when they said, all right, go win it for us. And he did. So, you know, I know he can do it in spurts i want to see him do it for a game for a week for a season and i just don't know if he's going to put all of that together in one year enough to where pittsburgh goes our quarterback problem is solved Pickett is our guy and we're moving forward i just don't think we're going to see enough from him for the coaching staff the fan base ownership everybody to go this is our dude i hope i'm wrong
0: yeah i i think i'll agree with you in that the only thing I like about Ryan Tannehill is Lauren Tannehill. Um, and <laughs> love and it. from there, um, I actually, so I agree with you completely. I think that Pickett is going to get another chance. I think Tannehill is going to be the backup. I actually do like Pickett though, and I think he can succeed. Now, what does that look like with Arthur Smith? I agree that it's going to be very run focused, and I think that kind of works and that kind of, is the type of football that Tomlin wants to play. There is let's be hard nose on both sides of the ball, where teams out and win games, especially at home. I mean, you know, that Ravens win last year is like Steeler football. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what they want. So it becomes, can Pickett, Can Arthur Smith be creative enough running the ball to open up that throwing, the the throwing lane for him to look good. Like, will the offer offense complement Pickett's style to make him have relatively easy or at least you know one on ones with Pickens and take more shots uh, uh, from that aspect? So, I like Pickett enough to be able to deliver, but I'm interested in what you have to say with that.
2: Yeah, I mean you know, why do we hate Arthur Smith, right? We hate Arthur Smith because he ruined fantasy players for us. But what did he really do in Atlanta? You know, he won games there. They were okay with a bad roster. I mean, they really had nothing on defense until they spent money last year uh, to, to pay for the defense. They're still missing an entire rotation of edge players, right? Like um, not a lot of pressure being put on the quarterback and it doesn't matter how good your corners are when your pressure sucks they you know if you give uh any quarterback too many too much time he's gonna find an open guy so but what he did do for that offense which i uh, thought he was a genius for was he fixed that offensive line in one off season one off season it went from being a miserable failure that got matt ryan killed And, you know, Matt Ryan was also a big problem of that. He couldn't move, but these guys could not pass block for him. And he said, all right, well, with the pieces we have here, we have to run the football. And so he ran the football. And then when they got bigger pieces, he said, we're still running the football. So I think hopefully knowing that, hey, look, you're just on offense here, figure out the offense and fix it. We know he can come in and fix an offense. I don't know if he can make it dynamic without, Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown. You know, uh, life is pretty simple when you have the best ingredients from the grocery store to make your dinner. Dinner's probably going to be okay even if you burn it. Uh, you know what yeah. I mean? But if you have a bunch of spoiled uh, groceries from the grocery store and you try and make dinner, it's still going to be nasty. It's not good. So um, th- there's, there's only so much a coach can do. You have to have the talent on the field.
0: Yeah. Um, I so- think... Sorry, go ahead. I just wanted to lay out,
3: before we get off of the quarterbacks, I wanted to lay out three other scenarios and see not what you think they would do, but would you be interested in this tomorrow? They're letting you run the franchise. Love it. Okay. Um, Are you interested in, A, Russell Wilson at $1 million or whatever that league minimum salary is? Because we know the Broncos are picking up $39 million of his salary next year. Are you interested in that, A? Are you interested in at, say, $35 million over two years, Kirk Cousins? Or C, are you interested in with that first-round pick, Bo Nix or Michael Pinnocks Jr.?
2: Uh, okay, so I have absolutely no interest in Russell Wilson. I mean, just couldn't... I would rather have them bring back Mason Rudolph with Kenny Pickett than have Russell Wilson... In that locker room, unless, you know, they go and they say, hey, look, the circus is over. You're not bringing a camera crew. You're not bringing your own people. They don't get your own locker room. We're not doing any of this crap. You may not even start for this team. So you are in a quarterback competition with Kenny Pickett now. Yeah, I know you're a Super Bowl winner and you're an MVP and you're a champion and blah, blah, blah. Don't Unlimited. care that part of your career is over. You are Mr. Limited now. Unlimited. You are limited to what Art tells you to throw. That's So I just have no interest in that. I think that is a, just so much drama. I don't want any part of it. Kirk Cousins, I would absolutely love. I don't figure out the money. I don't care. I would love to have Kirk Cousins. Um, You know, I think that there is no way in hell that Kirk Cousins looks at the Steelers and goes, that's where I want to be. I mean, look, Mike Tomlin's an awesome coach to play for, but when you have a conservative offensive play caller like Arthur Smith, and you know you're going to run the ball a bunch, I don't think we interest uh, Kirk Cousins. So I just don't. That's why I don't think it's an option. I if they want to put the full court press, I will be here with bated breath. I love it. I want it. Um, that that's in. Uh, I'm. I can't even remember who the last one was. Oh, Bo Nix or Bo Nix or Pinnick's. Uh, not in the first in okay. the second if they fell or trade back into the first late so you can get you know that and that's a thing that people forget when they're doing their mocks yes these teams at the back end don't need quarterbacks but because you can get the fifth year option and keep that quarterback on a cheaper deal so many teams will trade back into the end of the first round mm-hmm. to take a quarterback specifically even though it will cost them more money to take a first rounder. Initially, it will save them if they get that guy for five years at that. And and that's what they call the window. And that's why before Packer Mahomes extension, they were winning. And then, you know, people were like, well, they can't afford this. They can't afford that. And they still won, you know? So um, I, I would be fine. I, in that scenario, I would much prefer Penix, but Penix doesn't fit for Arthur Smith. So I think Bo Nix would be a much better fit. For the steelers if they wanted to do that but i also think there's enough needs and not enough cap space to where i think they're going to need to be filling out the roster with some of those draft picks so i just don't mm-hmm. think i don't think a quarterback is in play there i really like i'm trying to get to that where they take Penix and you know maybe just adjust things on offense for him but I mean, also, if you put Penix behind that offensive line with his injury history, you are asking for trouble. So, yeah. if if there is a quarterback for the Steelers in the draft, I think it's probably Nix. I think that's probably the option.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> well, let's let's segue into. We talked a little bit about how Arthur Smith is going to change the fantasy value of um, some of the offensive weapons, but let's get a, let's dig into that a little bit deeper. Um, I'd like to hear on the pass catching end. that's the main concern, right? So let's hear, um, one thing that I think is interesting is that's going to be baked into the value of Deontay and Pickens. So yeah. does that create value there? Like, is that us buying into Pickett or is it maybe that his offense evolves a little bit, understands like what kind of. Pickens frustrations from this past season and trying to get him the ball more. Is that maybe an angle that you can buy into that? Some of that value. What's your thoughts?
2: Yeah, look, I think that anything um, away from Matt Canada is an overall positive. Even if it is Arthur Smith, who for fantasy, we have hated his guts for the last couple of years, right? Like um, he's not getting the ball to Drake London. He's not getting the ball to Kyle Pitts, but also look at his quarterbacks, man. You know, Like I said, there's only so much a coach can do. And this guy turned Ryan Tennehill into a pro bowler once again. He had A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry. Not yeah. hard to be a pro bowler when you have the best running back and one of the best wide, wide receivers in the league, right? Uh, it's still crazy for me to think that Todd Gurley is older than uh, – or uh, he's younger than Derrick Henry and he is retired, right? Yeah. And Derrick Henry is just a freak of nature. He is an insane – running back so um you know I think anything getting away anything from Matt Canada is positive but also like let's give Arthur Smith not credit but like Desmond Ritter was his quarterback and Taylor Heineke was his backup who else did he try to make work there Marcus Mariota like they just didn't have the guy Matt Ryan it was the corpse of Matt Ryan out there right so there is not an option that he had in Atlanta at quarterback that you could reasonably ask any coach to make a playoff run with. So I think that Pickett is better than everyone he had in Atlanta, even though I don't think he's great. I think he's still way better than anyone they had in Atlanta the last couple seasons. So I think that just overall, it's definitely a positive for those guys because even in Arthur Arthur Smith's offense, you will get more downfield and you'll at least get passes thrown over the freaking middle. I mean, it wasn't until like week eight where they threw a ball over the middle and it was designed, it was a play action to, uh, I think it was Fremouth over the middle and he just dropped it. And it was like, <laughs> they, they did it the week that Matt Canada got fired too. They did the same play and it worked. And it was like, oh, they're throwing it over the middle. Well, Canada did it two weeks before and it just got dropped. But it was like, well, you can't all, you're the boy who cried wolf. We're not going to put anyone in the middle. If you haven't thrown over the middle at all, we're going to play the sides. And that's what every defense did. So it, uh, you know, both those guys are getting double covered and Deontay thrives over the middle. fryermuth thrives over the middle. Uh, we saw George Pickens score a 70 yard touchdown against the Raiders because, uh, he was in the slot and you know, they weren't covering it because you didn't need to against Pittsburgh. So I just think opening up the field more for Arthur Smith, even though, They are going to run the ball an absurd amount of times, an amount of times that is going to make everybody mad that drafted George Pickens and Deontay in some games. I understand that, but I think anything getting away from Matt Canada is an overall positive for this offense. So I will say both those guys should take a little bit of a step up this year at the very least.
0: Yeah, I think there's value there, right? Because like if we're talking about industry like perception of Arthur Smith right now, it's like, oh, no, I don't want any piece of Arthur Smith offense. You cannot trust that. So because there's that public perception, I think there's going to be baked in value. It's just like, will the Steelers' offense be productive? And I think they will. So uh, I'll be looking at that. I'll be looking at their pass catchers we just from in. a – public perception
2: i'm looking at pickens right now and he is 39 in ecr would you rather have pickens or would you rather have jsn
0: uh it oh. depends who it depends who's quarterback for the seahawks no. and lockett's probably gone so lockett's gone i think so
2: JSN. but, but again they're not go if it's Geno, they're gonna, i
0: don't like gino i
2: I've, i don't like I, gino either but he uh look he's been good enough Right. So that's what we'll say about, Gino. Mm-hmm. but also that team's going to run the ball a million times a game too, because that's Mike McDonald coming over from Baltimore. Who's a play defense and run the ball guy. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so I think, and why wouldn't you run the ball if you have Walker and Charbonnet? So right. I think they might be pretty close in terms of value. They do it way different. Uh, but I think in terms of value, they should be close. So at least they're right there. How about. Um, uh, JSN I
0: mean, will get steamed. He'll get steamed though. Once locket is not there. Um, so I think his value increases and sure, Pickens maybe stays
2: the same. If not, you know, gets
0: I think jumped, that's but. fair.
2: Uh, but he's in the range here. Like, <clears throat> I don't know, I think most of these guys probably am still taking ahead of Pickens. Yeah. Are you taking Hopkins or Pickens? Pickens, Pickens, Pickens. How about Hopkins McLaurin? Um,
0: I'm going Pickens. Ooh. I TBD. like the. Feedback.
2: Yeah, yeah. I like who's that quarterback? That. Who's right. that
0: quarterback? If that's you Drake know? May, if it's I'm Drake May, yeah, it's too early to play yeah. this. Who, yeah, who's that quarterback? Is, is the huge? It the, is, but the,
2: that that you know that's what we do. So yeah. uh, you know, it's um.
0: McLaurin it, might he, be a bear. He might get traded uh, in that moving up to number one overall.
2: I mean, like I want to ask you guys, neighbors, Hall. but uh, you know, I mean, it's almost for sure, neighbors. You know, yeah. I I think neighbors is an absolute stud, but if he goes yep. to the Giants. Maybe we're talking, you know, you know. so yeah. uh, I just it, it's really interesting right now. But I think the overall thought process for me anyway, is Matt Canada sucked. Anything is positive, even if it's Kenny and boring Arthur Smith. I think anything is positive for those whiteouts in Fryermouth as well. And he'll be healthier coming into the year. Uh, this season, also. So,
0: is Washington gonna uh, Johnu Smith firemouth all season? Is that something to
2: watch? Nope. Out for? Because Johnu <laughs> Smith is gonna john U. Smith all season. He got released today. He is one hundred percent going Steelers. to the Steelers and re-signing. Why would he not? <laughs> Arthur yeah. Smith made him so much money. Like, yeah. uh, unless he wants an absurd contract, which he might, uh, because the Steelers should not do that. With uh, they've got Pat, they've got Washington, they've got Hayward. So I, I I think they're okay at tight end. But I mean, if he wants a if he wants to sign on a cheap deal and go back to his buddy, I could absolutely seeing it be uh Pat and Johnu uh going in Washington maybe is a trade guy at that point. So we'll oh
3: my, we're all just can't wait to see a Johnu Smith end around run from the one yard line. In uh no, no, no Matt run. Canada.
2: No, Matt Canada, no more end arounds. Arthur Smith doesn't play that. So and now he's not going to throw it to the tight end in the end zone. We know that, don't we? So, uh, but uh, you know, uh, it's going to be all nausea. It's going to be yep. nausea. He's going to score 15 touchdowns this year. He's super annoying. He's going to have 800 yards and 15 touchdowns. Everybody's going to be so mad. So yeah.
0: Perfect segue. What is the running back room going to look like? Is this split going to change with, you know, everyone expecting Warren to kind of
2: take over more of a primary role? What are your thoughts here? No, uh, you, I you Warren is absolutely not taking a primary role. And I'm not saying he won't get carries, but he is not going to be a 300 carry guy ever. He's not big enough. And so he is exactly what he needs to be. And this is the same thing with Studs, Gibbs, A-Chan. Right. These guys, they're a little bit uh slider. I mean, especially a HM, champ, but um, they're a little bit slider, but you don't need them to touch the ball 20 times in a game. You need 12 to 15. That's what you want. And that is, I think for Warren, that's pushing it a little bit. I think 10 to 12 is probably where he needs to be. Now, look, if he has a hot hand and now she's fumbled twice, screw Najee, put Jalen in there. You know, Uh, he can do it. So there'll be bursts where he has more than that. But I think in general, uh, it is thunder and lightning, and Najee is the thunder, Jalen is the lightning, and that is the way it's going to be. Unless Najee just looks so bad, I can't, I can't figure him out because there are times where Najee looks like the best running back in the league, and then there's other times where he looks like he just crapped his pants and he is not running fast. And I think a lot of that is from him playing through stuff as well. You know, easy excuse for anybody, but also you know that Liz Frank injury was bad a couple years ago. Those are never good injuries for anyone. You know, I mean, they're old. It's called Liz Franc because French soldiers would get their foot stuck in the horse stirrup and fall and their foot would still be stuck and it would crack in half. That's why it's called a Liz Franc injury. It's a bad, nasty injury. So his didn't do all of that, but it's the same area. So, you know, that was a bad injury. I think the further away he gets from that, the better he looks as well. Were there some vision problems last year? Yeah, but I mean, it's PTSD. When you're running into nine-man stack boxes, you're just trying to push the pile every single play. You're not going to see open ground because you're not used to it. You know, Uh, all they did was run in between the tackles last year until Matt Canada left, and then you saw a better Najee. So once again, I don't want to blame every single thing on Matt Canada because I think there's a lack of talent on the line and at the quarterback position for Pittsburgh, but the playmakers are there. Tight end, wide receiver, running back; those pieces are there. Fix the center position. Fix the left tackle position. Figure out the quarterback, and you have a pretty damn good team that will compete in the North, even with great teams in the North: Baltimore, Cincinnati, Cleveland. That is a tough division. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Um, Well, let's talk draft. Yeah, I was sorry. Go ahead, Trey. I was going
1: to say that's a great segue. You know, um, we this is mock draft season. We've seen plenty of mock drafts come out on the, uh, you know, on the on the socials. Um, what is your ideal draft for the Steelers? Mm. If you were in their position, um, kind of run me through the first couple rounds and kind of who you would like to see them uh, go after.
0: Yeah, team needs and draft. Uh, who you want to fill those
2: gaps with in the draft? Trade everything for Cable Williams, right? That's number one, <laughs> of course. Uh, but uh, let's just assume that's not the option. Um, I want Jackson Powers Johnson in the first round so bad. And that is a typical boring Steelers pick that is not extremely sexy unless you're a football nerd, then the center is sexy. Cause I watched, uh, you know, the last two years I've watched Kendrick Green and Mason Cole be on their ass for the entire game at center for Pittsburgh, bad snaps, bad blocking, Bad everything, and Jackson Powers-Johnson is a plug-and-play Pro Bowl-level center that is going to solve that problem. So that is like my number one dream scenario is Jackson Powers-Johnson. Um, even if they have to trade up a couple spots like they did for Broderick last year, um, perfect situation. I would like a tackle as well. I know Fashanu has falling down some boards, Fuaga kind of hits and misses, you know, so if JPJ is gone and there are teams that need center in front of Pittsburgh as well, and Miami is one spot behind Pittsburgh and also needs a center. So there's a lot of center needs right there um, where Pittsburgh picks at 20. So in uh, the first round, if it's not a center, offensive tackle will be good. Cornerback is also acceptable. There's a lot of good ones in this draft, so I kind of rather wait and see what the depth looks like later because I think we're limited on O-linemen and it's, well, not limited at O-linemen, but limited at, um, really upper echelon talent at the position, uh, of O-line, you know, early. And then CB is just so deep. There are so many good wide receivers, the deepest position in this class. So, um, Teams are going to, I think we might get a little wide receiver chicken in the first round from some of these teams. Of you know, there's so many good ones, maybe we'll wait, but there's you can't wait on Marvin, you can't wait on Malik, you can't wait on a Dune say those guys are going top 10, I think, almost mm-hmm. for sure. All of them. Um, so, but for Pittsburgh, uh, CB is huge. And then if we miss JPJ, like I do think we will in the first round, um, you know, and we take an offensive lineman or, uh, a corner. Quinion Mitchell was great. Terry and Arnold. I know uh, a lot of people like as well. Kool-Aid's in there. You know, all those guys are in play. Cooper Desheen. Um, in the second round, Zach Frazier or Cedric Van Pratt uh, uh, from Georgia. Like those two centers, Frazier and uh, man, Pratt. Uh, I think those are options in the second round. If not, once again, corner. Because uh, corner is a big need. Safety is a big need for Pittsburgh. Um, offensive line depth. Outside of because I think the guard spots are good. CMALU played through a shoulder injury uh, for most of the year. James Daniels was adequate, a little above average in terms of like PFF grade and stuff. Um, so I, I think those guys are fine. So center, tackle. I think Broderick moves to left. So we'll probably get a right tackle. Um, corner, safety, and then linebacker. The position is a mess. Like I said before, it's a Landon Roberts. Cole Holcomb tore his knee late in the season. Um, and they were going down, they were, uh, going to that card scammer, Blake Martinez. Mm. That's how bad it was. You know, card scammer. I, I <laughs> I mean, on. that's, that's how bad it was. Yeah. They had to go collect them all, all the linebackers because every single stupid linebacker was hurt. So, um, it was, it was just a mess at that position too. So it's like right now going into the season, it's Roberts and Mark Robinson. I don't know that Holcomb is going to be available to go week one. And then there's nothing behind those guys. So, and there's not a lot of money that they have to spend free agency either. They'll make a couple cuts. I think Larry Ogan Toby will go. That'll uh, free up a little bit of room because Keanu Benton was so good and they have depth along the uh, interior of the defensive line. But yeah, the big needs outside of obviously quarterback are center, tackle, linebacker, corner, and another safety. Whoever the best talent is, because like I said, Minka, you can play him at free, and that's where I prefer him to make those plays, but you gotta get somebody at strong if he's gonna play free because no one is tackling, no linebackers. So it's like watching Texas all over again, which I'm not used to with the Steelers. The Steelers are always known for good tackling. Texas is whiffing tackles at a crazy rate until this year. So it's like I was watching the same team for a couple uh you know for a season there, and it was driving me crazy. So um, yeah, anyway, that is my team needs for the Steelers as of yeah. The draft.
0: So, and then you mentioned not much money there. So, free agency is going to be pretty uh, quiet, you think, for Pittsburgh.
2: Yeah, I mean, fortunately, uh, Mike Tomlin, like I said before, is a player favorite. So, there's a lot of guys that want to come uh, play for Tomlin that maybe will take a little bit less money. I think that's how the Steelers landed Holcomb and Landon, Landon Roberts last season, right? Uh, is because those guys wanted to play for Tomlin. So Tomlin is still an attractive feature uh, to come and play in Pittsburgh. But I mean, I think the most desperate need is uh, corner, right? Uh, figuring yeah. out somebody to play next to Joey Porter Jr. and potentially in the slot. And I mean, Patrick Peterson may be the safety. Uh, mm-hmm. They may just move him because Patrick Peterson still has great instincts. But he is so slow now. He cannot cover NFL wide receivers unless you're in the end zone. You're in the the red zone, end zone, wherever Um, he can keep up with those guys. And he's still like he made a couple plays down at the end zone. But I mean, it was just so much watching him get cooked this year. I just it was driving me crazy. So he's got to move positions as well. So, yeah, probably not a lot to be spent on until they make a couple cuts. And I expect a couple big ones to come. But, I mean, I was elated when they cut Presley Harvin. I mean, who wants a fat-ass punter? I mean, it looked like you put me in a Steelers uniform off the bench, not working out for a decade, and I'm <laughs> kicking footballs, you know. Uh, and Presley had a couple good games, but he was unbelievably inconsistent. It'd be like – uh honestly, it would be like me punting because sometimes – They would be great and they would look amazing. And other times he would kick it off the side of his foot out of bounds. And I don't know what the thing was. It didn't matter the weather or the time. It was just like, if we really needed a great punt, it's a shank. Uh, It was like the pressure got to him every time. So I'm glad to see a new punter for a little field position as well. So not that they were we were going down there and not that punters are available in many fantasy leagues, but, you know, Steelers will be getting a new punter too. So. so real quick question.
3: With with an extra two in this year's draft you guys got from Buffalo, is there somebody you would move up 10 spots if it cost you one of those twos to take in the first round, whether if it's Kool-Aid from Alabama to fill that cornerback need? Is there do, somebody like him have- or anybody else?
2: I don't think we have an extra two.
3: Are you sure? I thought you got an extra second this year.
2: Uh, I didn't see it. I mean, I could have made a mistake when I was making my sheet, but I have I have an extra four. Maybe that the was four. I, okay. the extra two was last year from Chicago because of the Chase Claypool oh, okay. deal. That that's, that's what it was. But I would I mean, an extra two would be lovely. But um, I I think that I kind of think the center will position might be filled. Before the draft, unfortunately, and my Jackson power Johnson dream is going to be shot dead before we even get there because there's really three guys in the draft and you can't really control that. So I think that second round pick, I think 20th overall pick you go BPA, whoever is highest on your board. Right. Um, and then I think that second round pick is going to be a corner. I think that's Mm -hmm. how it's going to end up going. So
0: quick break from Steelers talk, um, Adonai Mitchell and Xavier Worthy. Where would you like to see mm-hmm. them end up? Mm-hmm.
2: Um, Put but- either one of them in Kansas City. Put get give Patrick Mahomes a downfield threat, man. That and they're borderline first rounders too. Um, I mean, anything vertical for Worthy, uh, I I would love. Um, he is a speed guy, but he is absolutely a guy that you know ends up in a bad situation and they're jamming him at the line and the coaches aren't making any adjustments for him and he gets stuck. I think Adnay is ready to go. I think he is, um, I think he's going to be great Uh, immediately. I think worthy has more upside, uh, but it may take him a year or two longer. But I mean, there's a lot of people I heard uh, my, my boy, Andrew Erickson over at FP. uh, He texts me, And when he was just doing his study stuff and he was like, tell me why tank Dell isn't just, or why uh, Xavier Worthy isn't just taller tank Dell. I was like, that's actually a pretty good comparison. And then three weeks later, I saw Steve Smith make that same comparison um, on a podcast. So, uh, and we know tank Dell had a ton of success. So that's kind of, you know, you're looking at a lightning quick um, guy that snaps off his routes. And when the ball is in his hands, if he makes a guy miss, which is rare because he's skinny He's not breaking a lot of tackles, but if you whiff on that tackle, he is gone, gone. And Adonai Mitchell just has an insane catch radius. Um, He can make the acrobatic catches. I'd say the thing with both of them, for Worthy at size, uh, a little bit is a concern as well, just with the slight frame. But both of them will have some major drops. Uh, A lot of Deontay Johnson going on there with the hands. So that can be annoying, but uh, these are both really good prospects you know I, I put them uh pat fitzmorris and i did tears this week of um the prospects going into the combine and obviously things will change after the combine not only will we get numbers on a lot of these guys but we'll get rumors coming out of the draft as well this team likes this player this team likes that yeah. player once again half of it is smoke screen bs that none of us like and we have to wade through it but uh I'll, we'll pay attention to all of it we know that but I have those guys, I have Worthy and Mitchell in with like Brian Thomas and Troy Franklin um, and guys like that, kind of those back end players in the first round, um, you know, yep. and then I have them ahead of, you know, the Roman Wilsons, Lad McConkey's Pierce, all, all the white guys. You know, I have my head of all the white guys. I guess I guess I just realized this I was listing off all those guys. But yeah, I have them at, ahead of those guys. Uh, just in terms of a- athleticism and stuff. But, you know, th- this class at wide receiver is so unbelievably deep. I mean, Roman proved himself at the senior bowl. He could yeah, easily, gonna good awesome. numbers, he's going to go into that group. That's a borderline first rounder, right? And you saw yep. some mocks with them after the senior bowl where Roman was in the first, and I'm like, all right, let's calm down. Let's let, yeah, let him have I, I a wish good you, combine, too, who, and yeah. then we'll do it. But, I mean, Michigan, ran; they did the Arthur Smith They ran the ball 50 times a game and barely had to throw it. So, but when they threw it, Roman was awesome. I remember Yeah, I remember him making that catch like around a guy.
0: I think that was against
2: Nebraska, maybe early in the season. I was like, good God. And Pearsall has made some amazing catches too. This class is so deep. Now, yeah. I, so fun.
0: Roman Wilson, he was a guy that like when he popped off the senior bowl, I was a little upset because I was so high <laughs> on him prior to that. Like he just, he <laughs> looks the part, like when he catches the ball and how he, it's just that next, you're like, all right, this guy's special. Uh, if you watched enough of his film, you saw that from him. Um, so that was definitely um, you know, one of those situations where it was like, oh, I thought I was going to get a sneaky rookie
2: draft pick <laughs>
0: there, but not, not so, not well, so. Well, don't
2: bad. worry. I mean, there's pl- so many wide receivers. I mean, Leggett and Walker yeah. are falling too far, I think, yeah. in the process right now because they're both very good players. And they had, you know, like Leggett really just, I, I guess he had a couple bad days in practice, but it was really the size for him. And then Walker with all the drops and, yep. you know, I drops suck. I hate them. And it makes, I mean, it's not the reason why I dislike Deontay Johnson. It's more of the punching Mitchell Trubisky in the face in the middle of a game. That makes me not like Deontay Johnson and throwing little hissy fits whenever he does not get the ball, which Pickens does too, but at least Pickens is young. Uh, Deontay, you're a vet. You know, what are you doing? But, um, you know, it's it's, the drops will drive you crazy. The drops, and if you watch Deontay enough, you know how many times does he get the ball, run backwards three yards to try to go around a defender, then run past them or through them and put a move on them or something. It drives me nuts, but drops don't worry me for fantasy until they take you off the field. And it's not taking, they're not taking Walker off the field, but they're definitely causing him playing time right now for sure. By moving his draft stock down. Cause the NFL looks at you different if you're a second round pick or a fourth round pick. So, you know, if you get cut from that first team, if you're a second rounder, you are definitely getting added by someone who thinks they can fix you. If you're a fourth rounder, maybe not so much so uh it is affecting these guys in the process but I still think Walker is really good I still think Leggett is so good with the ball in his hands I don't care they came in a little bit undersized a lot like the hands with Kenny Pickett I never gave a crap about your hand size and I honestly don't really understand thresholds for NFL GMs because sure maybe uh, at a certain point you're lowering your risk by not taking a guy that's underweight or overweight or injury history or whatever, but it boils down to how good is this guy going to be? How well can he fit into my system? So I think putting a threshold on players is absurd. It's not something I would ever do. If I'm splitting hairs, and the difference is a quarter of an inch in hand size. And that is the difference maker. I can make that be the difference maker, but I can't make it be the reason why I didn't draft the guy because he didn't hit this exact number that I thought, because I just, I don't like it. Um, yeah, that's I, what. That's the I'm worry. i too. There, that's the a, worry.
0: <laughs> that's the worry with Caleb is people are like, "Is he going to be six foot? Is that?" It's like, it's six, crap. He
2: yeah, five ten. Cares. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't give a crap well, what what his size is. He could be five ten with tiny little Burger King hands from that Whopper commercial, <laughs> right? And, and if if I saw what I saw from him at USC, that's all I care about. Don't give me these measurements. I mean, it's the same thing and about Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and, and, uh, and at Oklahoma.
2: Uh, yeah. Well, you know uh yeah yeah thanks for reminding me there i appreciate that hey, uh, he, he was, we he, had spencer he, he was rattler committed. ruined
0: hey it, he, it, he, was, he was committed to lsu and then dropped out and went to oklahoma so it's stafford, not like I,
2: Stafford committed to texas and ended up in georgia so you know yeah. uh the, the, these things happen to the best of it. at least i'm not bitter about it definitely don't remember it 30 years later however long it's been for matt stafford now or whatever but uh but yeah, I mean, th- those those things happen. But uh, yeah, I I don't even know where we're going now. I am completely lost. I've talked myself into a circle. Oh, yeah. well, um, I, I, wanna, have, I have one last, one last Texas question for you. Of course, yeah.
3: Jonathan Brooks and the in- knee injury. Okay. Where is he at with that as far as for next year? And where do you see him falling down to maybe because of that?
2: Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because today I just saw, I think his agent posted something uh, about how he's expected to be back for training camp. And, you know, I mean, maybe I, I I understand that recovering from an ACL injury has become a little bit quicker, but I mean, Jesus, we saw Jamonte Williams go out there and look like dog crap for six weeks. So I would rather have you not play and recover and, you know, not have miles on your leg. If you're Mm going to play like that, you know what I mean? So I think, I think he, he starts the year on the pup, which means a month right now at least. But I also think, and I can't believe I didn't think I was going to have this process um, or this in my in my thought process um, going into the season. But when I watched Jonathan Brooks play this year, I went, "This is going to be a number another number one overall running back uh, for." The Longhorns He's going to be the first running back off the board for sure. He was so good. He made so many missed tackles forced. I mean, it was insane. And that was against your team, by the way. Uh, the, the knee injury was in that K-State game where you guys almost had us. Oh, oh my God. I was in Phoenix because that was um, right when the World Series was happening, too. So I was in Phoenix watching that game at my buddy's house. And I remember his wife is just watching me sweat this out and like bite my fingernails and stuff. And yeah, that was a a whole fun game, but Brooks. um, Yeah. Brooks I think has the possibility to be the first running back off the board. I still think it'll be someone healthy. I think it'll probably be Braylon Allen because he's young and he's big and uh, he can handle the workload. I think he might be a little too slow. Um, I like Bucky Irving a lot. Uh, I think Bucky Irving probably fits for uh, certain schemes. And, uh, I remember, uh, my most recent mock draft I did with CK over on the War Room. Um, I put him in Philly and I love that fit because they need somebody too. Cause Swift is a free agent. Um, I think Gainwell is like the only running back left there. I think Boston Scott is a UFA as well. Not that they can't bring those guys back, but, um, I just think Bucky would do everything that Swift did a little bit faster. So uh, I think Bucky would fit there very well. Blake Corman is also another guy that can be first in there. Uh, Once again, I think Brooks would be ahead of all of those guys if he was healthy. But I mean, running backs have short lifespans and he's coming into the league with an ACL tear. So I think he's going to be the fifth running back off the board. I think he goes behind all those guys plus Benson. I didn't really like Uh, Benson is fine. He's explosive. He's fast. He runs a little upright. He gets tackled too easy. Sometimes. I don't know. Uh, I'm kind of lukewarm on Trey Benson. So, uh, but uh, the running back, the running backs were less impressive. The more I watched, I feel like this class, but there is still talent there. And as we all know, running back is the easiest position to plug and play, right? You know, outside of pass blocking, which will take guys off the field on third downs. uh, But you know, hand the ball, run with the ball, kid. It's not real hard, you know? Ooh. So it is an easily transitionable, uh, you know, position, the, the most transitional where I would say tight end, I would think is the opposite because you yeah. go from blocking, you know, a guy who's on a backup scholarship from Michigan state to TJ Watt at tight end. Yeah, that it's, it's just the biggest leap I think is tight end. So and the least leap is running back. I think yeah. so.
0: Um, well, if we're doing hypotheticals with Brooks, uh, I would also want to say that if he didn't have that knee injury, them Longhorns would be national champs. Okay, <laughs>
2: I'll take that one too. You yeah. know, yeah. I didn't, I didn't think that, but I'll take. I that did. One I'll
0: too. take. I'll take that one. For I'm you.
2: gonna say too. Uh, uh, Brooks will not be the only Texas running back drafted. Keelan Robinson. Yeah, he's a piece. too because yeah. he is super fast and he will return kicks and punts, play on special yeah. teams. He will, he'll, he'll get drafted probably in the sixth or seventh round, but he'll go.
0: I Yeah. He's really good. Um, well, this has been outstanding. You've given us a ton of information here, both in the draft and Steelers. I was going to say,
2: I hope these shows aren't usually 30 minutes long and I'm at an hour. (laughs) No, no, no,
0: this has been outstanding. I, I think it's been packed with information and it's been a great episode. Um, I, uh, you know I, every time you come on it's it's not only fun to talk to you you have great takes um and appreciate that um yes i mean it, this has been great i think the steelers um the steelers nation is going to be very happy um hearing you kind of break this down here um and then gotta love some texas football talk of course
2: too. of course it's ball like i said you know, beats digging ditches. We're all having a good time here. So, thank you for having me, guys. I appreciate uh, the invite again. And yeah, I'll be a Steelers guy. Just hit me up. So,
0: love it. I'll be a Doug.
2: I'll be a Doug. <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> I'll be truck. a Doug. Come on. I'll be a Doug. I'll, I'll do be it. a Doug. Truck sinus, huh?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks again, Bogman. Um, everybody, uh, go check out Scott Bogman on X at Bogman Sports. Uh, make sure you check out the Fantasy Pros Dynasty Football podcast. You can find them there, and among other things, go check them out in this league. Uh, but thanks again, in this league, yes. I go ahead plug plug the other ones that I uh, that I did not know. Yeah, I,
2: just uh, Fantasy Pros in this league. I'm also, if you like college football, I'm on CFP Winning Edge, which is on Campus to Canton with Nick Allen and Xavier Trish. So you can check me out there as well if you like some college football talk.
1: Absolutely. Um, well, thanks again for uh, everyone listening, watching, and uh, please like the video, subscribe to the channel, comment in our comment section. Let us know what you think the Steelers should be doing this offseason. If you think we got things right, or uh, if we got them horribly wrong, please let us know. So, um, But other than that, everybody, buckle up.